Hey guys, Tam here with You Can Slay That Again with episode two with the incredible Jenna Davies, Australian marketer with her own company. She is groundbreaking. She is a WBFF pro. You guys are in for a real treat with this episode. We talk all things on how to make friends, common grounds, business advice, comfort for both of us as well, and some awesome mindset tips. Now, a special mention to our sponsors, Flow State, the most incredible coffee that you could ever get in Australia right now. They're in sachets as well, and I'm going to be completely honest, my favorite flavor of their sachets is the hazelnut mocha. Check them out in the description box, but you know what? Enough said. Check this out. We are going deep with the incredible Jenna Davies. And we are back here with You Can Slay That Again with my beautiful, one of my best friends, Jenna Davis. Hi, it's Davies, but hi. (laughs) Nice to be here. I'm so excited. I am excited to have you, my darling. And um, those of you who do not know, Jenna is an incredible marketer, owns her own company. But um, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's it's nice to be doing this with you. We um we've become quite close friends, you and I. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's um, one of the things we're going to be talking about with the podcast today. We've got a few interesting topics we're going to go through. Yes, making new friends. I think that's actually a good place to start because um I guess well obviously we weren't always friends. I sort of have known Tamara for a long time or known of her. Um, Obviously, she started her competing journey long before me. So she was a girl who I used to look up to as a pro um, on my journey when I sort of started competing. And I remember just looking at her thinking, I kind of know her. I know of her social media. Um, Are we friends? She was sort of from my area growing up. But we never actually really spoke or connected until sort of maybe like two years ago yeah okay and funny we talk about this didn't even know that Jenna thought all those things either (laughs) actually I actually thought (laughs) I actually thought you didn't like me how I don't know so actually I remember now there was a point where I remember we walked past um it was when you were competing and I looked at you and I smiled and I think you kind of looked at me but didn't smile back. And I think I said hi or tried to say hi and you didn't say hi. Oh, no, no. It is so funny, you know, like being a girl, everyone can relate to this. It's like, gosh, well, she doesn't like me. Um, particularly if it is someone from social media that like maybe you're more intimidated about or you think that someone doesn't like you. But it's like, how do you know? Like, what are you telling yourself that's completely not real or made up? No, that's true. And I think it could be a lot to do with, I guess, how we may be looking that day, whether we look is, look at each other a certain way. I could be thinking something completely different to what you're thinking and the way your facial expression might be, maybe symbolising that you might be feeling anxious. But then in my head, I'm thinking she doesn't like me. And that's what goes through my head. I think that is a perfect example of how <laughs> girls get in their own way and they overthink things and they actually stop themselves from connecting or making new friends out of fear. And it's really interesting because I'm so glad that we like overcame that barrier because now we're the best of friends. Exactly. And, and we I, are. I remember how it did kind of break that barrier that kind of we made that little connection. 
we I spoke to on Instagram actually I think you were in Africa South Africa at the time yeah. and we, we spoke about I think a movie that I watched that you watched something to do with, with a, an African movie I can't wow and that's how we sort of started to talk yeah so I think the message with this is ladies sometimes rather than avoiding conversation put yourself out there and introduce yourself or make conversation with the person that you may think doesn't like you or just ask them. yeah reach out it's so interesting like so many women in my community and I remember we did that um one yes. wine session girls were like how do you make new friends and I think it's like a question women are almost shy to ask because if you're 20 or 30 you kind of think maybe your days of making new friends are done you've got your friendship group but you might really want to connect with some new friends you know some of your friends could be getting married having children running businesses like you kind of do go through life and you end up on your own path regardless of your true besties on theirs and this is where like your hobbies can connect you to people like training brought us together yeah and if we didn't get uncomfortable in reaching out to each other um and breaking through our own limiting beliefs then we wouldn't have this beautiful friendship today and i think that that is the beautiful thing about the fitness industry, particularly anyone who wants to compete. But even if you don't want to compete, it's your community in the gym. If you go to the gym every day at 5 p.m. or 5 a.m., you see the same faces, just go say hi. Like, that's how you make friends. It's so true. Just say hi, introduce yourself. And again, you never know what that person's thinking of you. They probably actually admire and are inspired by you, just like how I felt about Jenna. And I didn't think Jenna felt about me, which is so exactly and I, I think you you would be surprised by the similarities between you and the people that you don't know that are in your space at the same time every day because that in itself has like shown you that there's commonality for example you're dedicated to your health you like your routine you like to train at the same time every day maybe your work schedules are similar like you never know what else it is about you in this complete stranger that you find common ground Exactly. And I think something that I thought you just said before, people are struggling, wouldn't say struggling to make friends, but I think a lot of people when they do veer into the fitness world, some people may not agree with their direction in life or people start to outgrow other friends. So they struggle to, again, make friends within that or even letting go of friends because they've outgrown them. Yeah. So in saying that, this is a perfect thing to start to realize who your friends are and whether it's time to make new ones and be around and surround yourself with the right type of people that influence you. Like for example, you, I'm very influenced by you. I'm very grateful for the friends I've got in my circle of friends. And I believe women out there that are listening who are kind of going through these transitional phases of finding new friends or making new friends, there are ways around by figuring that out and also letting go of people. What are your thoughts on that? 100%. And I think that you can take your best friends with you throughout your entire life. Like my closest friends growing up, we grew up very similar. We went to the same high school. We're still friends, but like one's a mom. One is um, working in a relationship. The other is a whole food manufacturer and she still lives in like the hills where we grew up. And it's so interesting how you can make these new friends and get so close based off these own interests and hobbies that you have that maybe other people in your life don't. And it's really inspiring how you can, or it's really inspiring to find these people and mm -hmm. see how they're achieving their goals yeah. 
um, that are maybe more aligned with yours than the people in your true inner circle right now. And I guess what would you do with that? I guess do you separate those circles or do you just spend more time with the people that lift you up or is it okay to have these different types of circles? I mean, I've met all your friends and I get along with them so well as well. Exactly. I think I used to say I had my fitness friends and my non-fitness friends, but they all, they all became friends over the, over the years, like birthdays, events, coming to my shows and we all have so much fun together. And I think that um, at the end of the day, like, this is your life. These are your people. You don't have to necessarily segregate them. And I think something that I've been working on um, is like boundaries also with myself and my time. So it's no longer about uh, how do you manage it? It's like, I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to get little snippets of different people to fill up my cup over the week, you know? I, I love that you brought ground boundaries up because that's been like a conversation that I've been having with clients as well, just because obviously you know, while we're in lockdown, those of you who are or may not be, you know, there is different types of boundaries that people seem to be struggling with, with work, with friends. Um, some people, because we are locked away, locked away, it sounds like we're in jail. We are. <laughs> well, we are Fuck limited. You guys. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, you're doing, Sorry. you're doing a good job. Yeah, thanks, Gladys. <laughs> um, people forget to reach out to friends, I find. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's interesting, you know, when talking about boundaries, people often think of external things like work and time, work-life balance, training, whatever. I've recently been trying to do more work on my self boundaries, you know, like these are my values and my needs that you can abandon by choosing to do things that don't serve you as well. And it's this whole other concept of, okay, so you manage your training, you manage your, um, friendship circles and your time and your business and your workload. But it's like, what if, you know, you've got these values that you really want to uphold and you're not actually doing them for yourself. So I think it like the beautiful thing about finding these new friends who have similar likes and interests to you um, and obviously still connecting and keeping your, your old or true friends, long childhood friends um, means that you really get sort of the best of both worlds in the sense that, you can find like-minded people on similar journeys to you, but then you know you're always going to have your day ones who have your back. And it's really interesting or amazing for me to think about our friendship and how close we've actually become in a short amount of time and the relationship we have now compared to girls who I've spent 15 years of my life with, you know, um, and that level of closeness is there. So it's not to say you can't make new friends. Um, it's about establishing that common ground and, and communicating boundaries and values and upholding your own and and choosing to spend more time with the people who respect that you know yes and that's the thing when it comes to respect and I think one of the things you and I both have is we do have that respect for each other we know and this is another topic we can double into it's language we know how to speak 100%. language to each other um, I've just pulled this up from my phone because I did do a massive um, post on um, setting boundaries but just exactly as you said it's about what are your rights for boundaries? You know, you know, do you feel that your gut instinct is telling you something when it comes to setting boundaries as well? 
And as you mentioned too, determine your values, you know, do you need to, you know, redefine them? Do you need to communicate differently as well? Can you come to, you know, an alternative when it comes to providing boundaries with friends and families, especially during this time of lockdown as well? Yeah. And I think the biggest message with this, and Jenna, you can agree, because I know you've been giving me some tips on boundaries in my personal life, Mm. is um, realising saying no is okay. A hundred percent. That can be the hardest thing. And, and just on communication, I think this is when I really knew that we were going to be close friends, like in the early stages of our friendship, like we were hanging out and Tamara pulled me aside like one day and gave me like a bit of a stern talking to, I can't even remember what it was about. Um, but she was just kind of like, Hey, you did this. And it made me feel like that. And I was like, fuck yeah, I love you for coming to me and saying that because now I know how you feel. This wasn't my intention. I won't do that again. And you know, too often in friendships, new or old, people have these thoughts and they sit on them and they fester and they grow and then you go sit at home in your room and tell yourself all this (laughs) shit that's not true and you could lose a really beautiful friendship or not enjoy a really beautiful friendship because you weren't openly communicating. And something like, like, if anything, we can be pretty fiery at times with how quick we are to communicate but the best thing about it is we're always quick to come back to to what it is you know I love that you brought that up and in saying that guys um our communication on when we do have there's probably noise in the background I apologize my cats are jumping around uh in terms of how we do communicate when we are I guess angry or upset at each other we've definitely changed I can be quite feisty I've learned to not something that Jenna does tell me to do is remove the emotion and just say as is. Yes. I think is really powerful. But um, again, I think what Jenna did say is that we have, I'm going to kill my cats. Sorry guys. Um, Don't because then you'll be locked down alone. (laughs) I know. They're all I have here. Um, One of the things that we have established in our friendship is that if we are upset, we let each other know 100 and it's not like hey i'm angry at you i'm gonna you know ignore you i'm gonna be passive aggressive which is common in relationships yes. and friendships we just the say silent treatment is. or whatever 100 <laughs> i also think as well um i have just had a mental blank with what i was gonna say you said silent <laughs> treatment uh about <laughs> communicating values and being it's just, oh yeah so it's also just about like when you are making friends or in your existing relationships it's about being open and honest about not only your values and boundaries and, and your feelings but sometimes making space to share if you're having a shit day like something yes. that i've learned to do is communicate hey i'm really busy i'm under the pump right now so i'm not replying yeah. because when i am texting particularly on my laptop i can send 100 text messages a day and then the next day you'll get nothing um, so, but that's not even a bit, it's not even necessarily about that. Like if you're having a hard time, it's about being able to reach out and say that. So your friend like tomorrow always says to me, how can I support you? And it's like, it's so nice, um, to know that you're not having to go through these things alone. I love that you brought that up because again, like a lot of the times when people do say, Hey, I'm not feeling well, this is how I'm feeling. Like I'm having a bad day. Not many people know how to respond to that. Yeah. And funnily enough, the reason how the reason why I do say, how can I support you is I actually learned that from my ex because if I've ever said something to him and I wasn't feeling well, he'd ask me. And it's just a simple question where that then puts it back on the person who isn't feeling well and it, it's up to them to then respond by saying, well, this is how I need you today. This is the support I need from you today on how I'm feeling. 
it's interesting that you say that. So something that I've sort of learned with friends, and I say this love, if they are having a moment or a bad day, people have three needs in life, human needs, to be seen, to be heard, and to be loved. And I think that when people talk to their friends, they often vent or they, um, they vent or they complain. So it's kind of like they're not actually asking for advice. It can be very hard. Friends don't really take advice from friends. Like they, they trust experts or leaders. And this is why it's important to invest in coaching and, and then therapy or mindset coaching, whatever. But I find when you ask a question, like how can I support you, it actually makes that person think, what do I need? And if you can see that, then you can do that for yourself as well. And it relieves some of the pressure. You know, it's your way of sort of putting it back on them, making them to look introspectively and go, this is what I think I need. But often it then stops them from venting or rambling. And then they're coming up with a solution that maybe you can just keep me accountable to or whatever versus actually providing for me as well. And I think that it's important to be aware of those friends who just download onto you and vent which is totally fine sometimes to be a good friend you listen mm. but at the same time um you know to to have that positive friendship that is sort of uh pro- outcomes biased or um, what am i trying to say to have that positive friendship that is moving towards a healthier place essentially if someone's having a bad day it's always about thinking well how can you support yourself as well exactly because there is that like again it's about putting ourselves first too and looking after our own mental health and being able to also be there for that friend but it's like how do you draw the line of when that person is venting to the point where it is taking Mm. the energy out of you it is draining you too which it does happen and it happens with you know not just in friendship groups relationships work colleagues you know have you ever had those friends where they vent and you give advice but then you don't feel like the advice is heard and you know some people some people don't listen they're waiting to speak so do you think that that the only reason that they are speaking to you and asking for advice is to just complain well they're emotional yeah right so like if you've been hurt you don't even know that you're doing this let's say you've had a really bad day whatever you download on your friend and then she says something you're probably not even listening because you're thinking (laughs) about what the fuck is going wrong that you can talk about next right true you're emotional and that's why it's always like remove your emotion what can you do here and i think that you know this this could even go down like a whole other rabbit hole in the sense of um you know uh, uh, those how to guide or steer those conversations that become one-sided or quite negative because it's like you know you can take the horse to the water but you can't make them drink in the sense that if you've got someone like that who's downloading onto you all the time and not taking your advice at what point do you stop taking their calls because it's like i'm not going to say the same thing to you over and over again but you want to be a good friend right exactly so do you just tell them up front how it is or as well, you said, i think that's where that question how can i support you is yeah really good one because it makes it. them it puts it back on them yeah I definitely agree. It's a nice way of saying, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the thing because even, and again, depending on each individual's hardships and whatever, when I have gone through, like I'm going to use my breakup as an example, um, I tend to go into my own little hole and I don't really vent to someone. I may talk a little bit to my friends about that, but then, you know, in saying that, like I just... I deal with my way, I deal with my problems differently and I've learned to open up and be vulnerable and ask for help Yeah. to an extent where I want my friends to know where I'm at mm. and I'm 
let them know, hey, this is what's happened, I'm okay. And if Jenna, which normally does ask me, how can I support you? At the end of the day, what I want from Jenna is to have someone there that helps me uh, recognize what I need to do in order to heal. And whether it's just going for a walk, going to do something that maybe takes me away from thinking of what I'm going through, but at the same time, also dwelling in what I'm feeling and being aware with what I'm feeling and what I'm going through and taking each day as it comes. Yeah, definitely. Girls, I know how hard it can be to be struggling right now during lockdown or if you are, you know, stuck with your training and nutrition goals, you have the opportunity to be part of my LMM program, which is a lifestyle mindset mentoring program focusing on inspiring the everyday woman to slay and show up through training, nutrition, and mindset. I would absolutely love to be your mentor, coach, and friend through these tough times, but even then, just to be the most incredible, best version and new version of yourself where we work together on personal growth in these three areas. Now, if you are interested, make sure you do check out my website, which is on the description box, or you can DM me at Tamara My Fitness or book in a free call with myself and we can have a chat and strategize your goals. Now let's get back to this incredible podcast with myself and Jenna Davies. At the same time, also dwelling in what I'm feeling and being aware with what I'm feeling and what I'm going through and taking each day as it comes. Yeah, definitely. I think it really just comes back to self-awareness. Yes. And if it's like, how can I support you? It's like, okay, well... These are the things that you probably need to pull yourself out of this space that I can either help you with or hold you accountable to, but you're aware of them now. And I think, I mean, recently, I guess, we've both sort of gone through a tricky situation or decision with regards to the WBFF Pro Show. And I think this is something that came up a lot. Uh, First, for me, Mm. um, I don't actually know where you're at with that right now. But yeah, first to me, I was like, hey, the thought of this, this whole situation doesn't feel good and I'm struggling with it. Yeah. And I just decided to tap out um, yeah. around COVID and starting to prep. The, the uncertainty and lack of control was making me eat worse than I would if I just stopped trying to start dieting, right? Yeah. Um, and that was something that like we were able to sort of lean on each other a lot about because this is the first time that I would be competing with you, which I was really looking forward to for those of you listening, because Jen and I, we, we both are pros yeah, and we live so close to each other. We so compose together. That's what we had in mind. together, cook together, step together. And whenever we, we felt, do everything together. Because we both know our strengths and weaknesses. So for example, you know, if I wanted to have wine, I would call Jenna and be like, this is, (laughs) she would call me. Um, But it's funny that we talk about the prep world and what's happening with the uncertainty. And I think for myself, which I haven't spoken openly about, I I do know that that I'm not going to be competing. I know that that's something because of with what's happening in the world right now, it's just not going to happen. But I was feeling uncertain about it Mm. because being completely raw with you guys, I felt that comp was making me bring out stuff that I hadn't dealt with properly, which was my self-worth, my belief in myself and comparison. 
my whole life I've struggled with this because of uh, my background in dancing. You know, we were always compared on stage. We were always being put on a front. We were always having to be the best, which obviously, you know, if you're not the best, then you're not, and then you fail. You were the best. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But, um, but, but just my upbringing in general with comparison to the world of dance and how I was brought up and I had limiting, I had limited beliefs in myself. And I started to, I started to see this trend because before I was a pro, I had that drive to become a pro. And when you become a pro, then it's like you're against the best of the best. And I started to feel, um, I started to feel like, what if I didn't do well? That's interesting. This is where coming back to what we were talking about earlier, communication um, really goes a long way because you shared this with me. Mm. And I was like, what? Like, what? I'm thinking, God, I've got a ticket to the big show. People like tomorrow competing, ex-dancers, like long-time bodybuilders, been doing this for like 10 years, muscle maturity of the gods, tiny waist, she's a small human. And there she is telling me that this is how she feels. And it's like a problem shared is a problem halved. You live in your head and that's what you carry. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there thinking you're a superhuman um, who's going to take it out. So... It's kind of funny, you know, when you share these things, how like you realize, you know, nothing in life has any meaning except for the meaning you assign to it. And what is perception but a reality? Like that's in your head, you know? And, and I think that the interesting thing about competing, it challenges you so much in so many ways. This is just one example, this introspective thinking. On top of that, then there's the training, the, the physical challenge, the stress, the dieting, the posing. Like there's so many touch points in a day that you just go oh and it really helps to have good friends around you and whether you're a competitor or not if you have goals you're going to be challenged and it helps to have good friends around you that you can connect and and speak to exactly and it's funny you talk about like how you didn't realize how I was feeling I had the same conversation with Steph Sanzo on someone as well who's in who is high up as a as a fitness person too struggles with comparison and self-worth too so again everyone has who doesn't well that's true you know what i mean we all have our darkest moments yeah (laughs) me today i got my period i ate a freaking whatever i've eaten in the last week all the chocolate on uber eats and i'm like oh jenna called me she's like i need you to be my accountability buddy i'm like i'm here we're in lockdown. I feel it's, so unseen. Like I can eat a block of chocolate and no one sees me all day. It's interesting though. Like for me, I'm like, I'll have another glass of red wine. Why mm. not? Everyone's got their, what is it? Their devil's their crutch, their thing. Achilles heel. I don't know. I don't know. Something. Devil's advocate. That's, yes, the, yeah, that's, not, that's not the right thing. Devil's advocate plays like, uh, um, like, the, like for, as an advocate, don't do devils essentially. Yeah. I'm not really good at those um, analogies. <laughs> Um, I don't know if that is an analogy, actually. No. Um, anyway, so yeah, back to competing, I guess it's interesting as well because people have asked in my question box, like, isn't it weird that you guys have the same coach? Like, aren't you competitive with your friends? And I was like, I, that way. Hey. I never felt, okay, well, I will say personally, I'm actually not a competitive person with yeah. other people. With myself, I am relentless. But with other people, I'm not competitive at all. Yeah. At all. When you say competitive with yourself, what do you mean? I just want to be better every yeah. day. Better myself. Or like, and it's like to my own detriment sometimes. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you 
can never fucking smell the roses sometimes. That's something I'm working on. Like I win my pro card and I'm like, okay, what's next? Well, that's with I forget about it. Well, that's true. And I think, what is that? It's like, we're always trying to, what is it? Once we do, once we do achieve something, we're always looking for the next best thing. And this is what happens when your goals are biased on the outcome. And I'm trying to implement some goals weekly or monthly or long-term goals that aren't an outcome. For example, buy a car, get my own place, um, mm. win my pro card, blah, 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 blah. Because it's like, what happens when you get that? You know what I mean? True. So I'm, I've, I've, you naturally people think like that, get a promotion, get a house, get a blah, 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 blah. It's an outcome. But what if your goal was to improve the process so that you can achieve that. For example, win your pro card by practicing um, mindful eating every day. Isn't that a better goal? You know what I mean? You can take that with you forever. Well, that's it. It's not just for the comp. It's for everyday life. It's for your long-term. I just had this thought. I shared this (laughs) meme on my Instagram the other day when when I'm giving advice and I start to feel advised (laughs) by my own advice. We can always give advice, but we can't take over. Oh man, I'll be taking this one home with me. <laughs> be biased on the process. Be a mindful eater. I'm gonna delete Uber Eats. Nah, because we need that. Especially while we um, <laughs> we can't go out. But on the topic of external satisfaction, I guess you could say, um, similar to me as well. Trying to find, and this is based on the book I've been reading, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I've been it's, that too. You've been reading that too. So many girls have been reading it, and I've been doing my meditation through that. It is removing the external things that we think makes us, makes us happy when really it's about finding the other things. And I can't say the right word through this, but basically working within ourselves to make ourselves feel loved, feel worthy and happy and satisfied within ourselves rather than the external things that we want. Pro card, car, money. What else is there? It's an interesting concept. No thing. No space, no time. Mm. Without those things, what are we, you know? And that is where trying to set these goals that bias the process and who you are as a person, these are like improvements on self, traits, character. They're not achievements. They're not material. They're not, you can't, they're not tangible, you know? Like you can become a better saver which is how you buy your car. Mm. But that can buy you, you know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm sort of getting at. So if your goal is, if you've got three goals right now, like buy a house, get a promotion, buy a new car, what if, because what happens when you achieve those things is like the, the lull, like people talk about post-show comp blues. Yeah. It's because you've, you've had such a high and then like, then what? And then, the, then the car becomes just another car. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so what if instead of get a promotion, buy a house, get a car, it was you know, practice um, daily auditing and spending, become a better saver, um, study, you know, for three hours a week. Because that can help you with your promotion. With you know what I mean? 100%. And that's the same with, um, it, with any other goal. Rather than focusing on comp prep and winning, enjoy the process, enjoy the journey and work on mindful, not even mindfulness, but work on becoming a athlete in every aspect of life, not as an athlete for concrete, because imagine the structure you can implement, the routines you implement that you do for concrete, the discipline, the discipline you and and the work of 
of loving yourself, not just physically looking good, but how you mentally feel. So this is something I really enjoyed and anyone who's listened to any of my podcasts before would know that I harp on about this a lot, but LeBron James in the Calm app, the athlete mentality, just do what you can do today, focus on the present and the future will take care of itself. The thing that I like about trying to set these uh, process-based or driven goals is that you can win them weekly. You buy a new car maybe every five or three years, buy a new house, who knows? But you can achieve these goals weekly. Isn't that a way better feeling? Well, that's the thing. And that's why, like, every day I do write. I'm pouring general wine. (laughs) (laughs) I started drinking and we're, you know, whatever. Lockdown wine. Lockdown wine. Um, That is why, and I love that you brought up LeBron because I was reading the Relentless book by Tim. On my list. (sighs) It's just there. Tim someone. Tim Ferriss? Thank you. No. Tim Grover. And... I love writing my wins for the day, every single day. That's good. Yeah, wins and challenges. Wins or? and I do what I'm grateful for and what my wins are and then what I can improve on. I love that. So I do something similar in my journal. It's where I stood in my own way. Yeah. And what opportunities I had for growth, you know? Okay. And speaking of that, I've started um, working on affirmations and something that I've wanted to do subconsciously. Mm. And it's something that I have spoken to my clients about is, uh, I am, what do I say to myself? It's, I am letting opportunities come my way. Mm, I'm open to receiving. I'm open to receiving, which I think is a really big message right now with what's going on with the world and where we are now. You may be feeling the negative side effects of what's happening. We start to think negatively. We start to think, oh shit, this is what's happening right now. But flip it. Mm, Exactly, definitely. I think that it's a really interesting um, challenge to have because when you can become aware, and we spoke about being self-aware and identifying, you know, your wins or opportunities for growth, if you can also look at where you stand in your own way, you can see where you're like sabotaging yourself, you know, and, and what are you doing? I wouldn't even say sabotage, but non-action mm. could be sabotage. Mm. Like if you're not taking yeah. action, is it as bad as counteraction? Because in some ways, you know what I mean? So to what extent are you standing in your own way and why? Like, do you really want what you say you want? Is there cognitive dissonance between your goals and your actions because you don't actually want what you say you want and that is when if you are journaling and you are aware and you are reflecting you can catch these things in your day this is why i like daily journaling instead of looking back and go oh i've had a shit week what does that mean like just look back at the at the end of that day and go if i could just be one percent better tomorrow what can i improve on or not do i love the one percent mentality i say to my i say that to my girls all the time it's funny you say that, um, like when you say, oh, I had a shit week. I've had a client once say to me, I don't know what I'm grateful for. I'm like, what do you mean? Breathing. We're alive. I can yeah. walk. There are so many things that you could be grateful for. And we forget this because we are constantly looking at what we don't have rather than what we do have. 100%. That's because you're focused on an outcome. Exactly. We're gonna be here all day. Oh my god. Okay, we have. We have. So just so you guys can see, I have a like a a wall. I have a wall. I have a wall. (laughs) (laughs) How many times you gotta say that one? (laughs) 
have a big wall. Tomorrow has four walls because she has a house. <laughs> I live in a tent. <laughs> in front of me is my whiteboard wall, which is kind of great. And we've written down what we've talked about. We haven't really gone into all the things, but we've definitely gone into plan. I guess direction. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you want to kind of dive into the end of this? Well, I guess it's been really interesting to look back and see how far we've come, how we came together, the journey that we are on and will always be on for a better self. And I think the other interesting thing is you might come together for something that is no longer present. Like Mm. right now, we are not competing, more or less, we're not. And you may have friends in your life that came because of something in common and then that thing's gone. And it's interesting, you know, that some people come and go for different reasons in different seasons, I'll say that. But it's interesting to see how you can grow and evolve. And, you know, now tomorrow night, every day that we chat, we're really working so hard in our own businesses. And it's so inspiring to then have that sort of conversation with someone because what brought us together was fitness and competing. I'm not even in the fitness game. People might not look that way, but I'm not not a PT. Not a PT. I mean, I am a qualified PT, but I do not coach people. I'm a marketer, but it's really nice to then sit and have these chats that are, we're still goal focused. We're still trying to better ourselves. We're still trying to build something and and serve our purpose. And that is now all about our business, which is amazing. Well, that's what I was going to go into to kind of finish off today is right now, while we have obviously decided we're not competing, we're in lockdown, we don't know how long it's going to be for, what is, what are you focusing on now to, to, to achieve? For yourself, do you want the big version or the? I want the massive version. Freedom. That is my purpose. That is my goal. I want to help people set themselves free. Yeah. From their nine to five, a job that doesn't serve them, a career they're not passionate about. I want to help people find financial freedom. I want to help people find time freedom. If you want more time to stay at home with the kids, if you want to build an income so that you have freedom of choice, where you get your hair done, where you go shopping, you don't have to ask anyone for money, have your own income, where you live, where you travel to. Um, I want to help women find that. And I think um, on my journey of finding it for myself, I'll take as many people with me, you know, and I think the yeah. biggest thing, that's the macro level, um, but the, the micro level for my business now is just trying to help people launch their business, launch their products, launch their service and get it up and running so that they can experience freedoms in their day. I love that, especially right now where there is a bit of a stillness. It's like what what not better time now to focus on growing yourself, growing your business, becoming or scaling as you would say. Yeah, well, I think the, um, who was it that said it? It wasn't Albert Einstein, it was someone else. Only the species that adapt survive, you know, if you look at, look at the history of evolution and in this instance, lockdown, whatever you're going through, if you do not adapt, you will get left behind and you don't want to come out of this. This is actually forced rest. It's a lockdown forcing you on your laptop with your journals, with yourself to go through what you want to do and where you can level the fuck off, basically. Besides what is going on in the world, I actually love what I do when I'm in lockdown because I'm forced to 
fucking level up. Mm. I'm forced to grow. I'm forced to take on new uh, new things I need to learn, new challenges. I'm now looking at also building my business in a different direction, which you know about. And yeah, it's interesting. I will say, like, for me personally, um, from a business point of view, not much has changed with lockdown because I do work from home work myself. But yeah. I have actually gained a lot of time because I'm not driving to and from client meetings. I'm not in and out of people's offices. I'm literally working. I can go back to back Zoom meetings on the hour instead of going to drive from one place to the next. So my productivity has been maxed. Now, what you focus on grows. Yeah. So I'm seeing growth in that area. I've taken my, you know, nutrition's taking the back seat, but I would disagree. I'll be working. I'm working. I've relaxed. I've relaxed. I think you're being hard on yourself. <laughs> Us drinking a couple of wines. I also saw that. This looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for it. No, but I've just relaxed and it's really nice because when you relieve some of these pressures, my point is you sit there and you use this time wisely and it's like something I've seen Tamara coach her women through on the LMM program um, around looking for these areas like what you know the most interesting thing that i find when i talk to women about their starting their business or their career sometimes people don't know what they want to do well they don't know their purpose it's a scary question it actually is and you know what's funny did you know your purpose two years ago three years ago four years ago i don't know do i don't you feel know. like your direction or your purpose changes or you learn you you get what you get and then you want to build from that i will say i think i knew it because and this is something that we have a shared understanding of i had a pretty tough upbringing yeah and um i had a lot of drive to never go through that again to never let anyone go through that again to never bring a family into that situation and i was chasing freedom but I probably didn't call it that. Like I probably thought it was independence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. I wanted to get away and stand on my own two feet. I want that's at the time what I wanted. But then what I realized was I wanted to live this life. I wanted to live my own life. I had problems with authority. I didn't like being employed. I didn't like going to school. I went to uni and I was always going to do my own thing. I just didn't, I was just my, my head at a yeah. young age, you know? Um, but I've actually just discovered this book. I haven't actually read it, but I'm going to. What is it? It's called Ikigai, mm. the Japanese philosophy for life. And uh, Nikki, a friend of mine, got me onto it, um, suggested it. And I'm going to read it. It's really interesting. I've, I did like a, a little workshop with her around finding your purpose and, and expanding on Ikigai. And it was really interesting. You guys should look it up. Just go Google images and have a look at like the sort of graph behind it and it talks about your purpose isn't necessarily your career and I think there's a lot of pressure for women I like, love that like your purpose could be family well, well actually funny you say that my friend didn't know what her purpose was until she had a son exactly but you you still may work yeah like my purpose is not to go stand at my laptop or sit at my laptop mm. for 60 hours a week mm. but I do yeah do you know what I mean and I think there's a lot of pressure when girl, when you say, what's your purpose? It sounds as scary as, it's as scary as it sounds. Fine purpose. Because people go, oh, I don't know. But it's like, let's just turn that back a notch yeah. and say, what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. 
Do you, what does your ideal Wednesday look like? Do you want to sit at home with your family? That's maybe your purpose. Do you want to travel? Do you want to create? Do you want to draw? Like, so I think it's a really interesting book to read. It's on my list. Um, I obviously had like a bit more of an understanding because I did a session with it, yeah. um, with Nikki on it. But um, it's, a, it's a great place to start. Maybe you could watch a YouTube video if you can't really read the whole book. But <laughs> add it to your list. I think what also on that note is while we are now in this place, start thinking about what you do want to do for yourself whether it's building a business, whether you do want to really dive into what is that's missing in your life, or what is that emptiness that you might be feeling. You might feel lost at the moment, which a lot of people are feeling. And if you ask someone who may be struggling to find your purpose, start asking questions. What do you want? What do you like? Start researching stuff. There are so many podcasts. Listening to this podcast has probably given you guys insight on doing a bit of research, like the book Jenna's written, you should write it that way. <laughs> um, suggested. But on the topic of, um, I guess, for me, in terms of where I want to go, and very similar to you, Jenna, like you and I have both have had tough upbringings. It's, what's, it's what drives me to work every single day because I want to give my future family what I never had. Mm, you know? Exactly. And I think, I think if you are going through this time feeling lost, mm. like... You are found, you know, you're not lost. You are not off track. You are not off the wagon. You're a human in a house. You're a human being, not yeah. a human doing or a human having. You are not lost by the things you can't do or the things that you don't have. You are you. And I find it so interesting in my own personal journey of self. You spend so much time just trying to go back to who you were as a kid. Which is obviously not what we want to do. Well, it's like you want to find your playful self, your true self, the side of you that doesn't think about what other people do or think or say and that, that, that kid that just acts without fear of judgment and, and is so excited without, you know, any sort of inhibition. Like that's how I want to be now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that inner child part that's like excited and, 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 and playful and no fear. Yeah, that's like those kids are wild. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I want to do. And it, so my point is if you are feeling lost, if you're not sure, talk to your friends, be open about where you're at, listen, you know, don't just vent, but also maybe sit down and think about your wins and where you stood in your own way, what opportunities you have for growth and, and journal maybe. This could be like your homework. Yeah. What does your homework. ideal Wednesday look like? You know, like if you don't know what you want to do and maybe your career is being tested right now because of COVID, mm. your purpose doesn't have to be your job, but your career affords you the life to fulfill your purpose. Amen to that. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, 100% Jenna. And uh, look, the way I end my podcasts with every podcast is being my second what does slay mean to you? It means, can I swear? Of course. Show the fuck up and Damn. give it 110%. I'm sorry for dropping so many F1s on this. And you guys, if you're not already, you can find me on Instagram. That was Jenna and You did my job before me. One A. J E double N A double N E. Say that again because again I interrupted you. J E double N A double N E. Jenna Davies Marketing.com. 
Thank you so much, Jenna, for coming on board the You Can Slay That Again podcast. One of my best friends who I am truly inspired by. And I hope you guys have learned so much about our little wine chat. That was fun. It was actually really good. Do that again. Let's do that again. You can slay that again. You can slay (laughs) that again. And peace.